Hey nerds, if you like what we do here on One Podcast for Nerds, remember you can always support us through the ACAST supporting system to which you can find a link to in the description below of every episode. It's only a minimum of three US dollars, but no commitment. We also sell mugs, which you can find at mainjams.com, and I would describe them with Nolan's trademark slogan, having a good hand feel. They're great for coffee, tea, when you're streaming, gaming, or just doing nerdy shit. Alright, let's get to the show. Play that intro. What's up, nerds, and welcome to episode nine of One Podcast for Nerds. Yeah, okay, so we're all here. We're all here. Even Bones is here. So let's get the show going, and and uh, I'll work on this intro as we move along, because I'm trying something new. So as always, remember that you can catch us every Tuesday at 12 p.m., and if you're a Patreon subscriber, you can catch us on Monday at 12 p.m., plus you get the unedited version of the video podcast included with your subscription for only $4 a month. If you're not a subscriber and you want to email us, please email the emailing email address, Jesus, one podcast for nerds at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash one podcast for nerds, where you can find where me and Nolan are streaming his Halo, first Halo playthrough every Tuesday at 8 p.m. As well as you can find a variety of other things, such as uh, me and Bones playing Apex on random occasions. We don't really have a schedule for that. Uh, as you can also find if you don't manage to watch it on, on Twitch, you can also find the video version at YouTube, which is one podcast for nerds. So search that and you'll find all of that. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at one podcast for nerds. And there you can find out what's happening with the show. But with all of that, let's say hi to who I have with me as always. Austin, because you got mad at me when I'd say his name first. Uh, yeah, because we always start with me first. You got to keep consistency up. Consistency. Hello. Yeah. Prima Donna. Prima Donna. Uh, we also have Nolan. Hey, what's up? And we have Bones. He's back. Thanks for the intro for me. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, man. you stole that from him. He likes to do that. That's his thing. How you doing, Bones? We didn't have you here last week. We missed you, man. No, I was uh, I was preoccupied with other other things. I had things going. Things are moving. Things gears were turning in ways that made me unavailable. Did you play anything fun over the week? Like anything cool? Did you watch any cool movies, TV shows? Anything you want to? Oh, I'm I'm sorry to report, Andrew. I was not indulging in any video games of any kind. What about movies? No, Andrew. I can't report any movie watching either. What about uh, the rest of you? You guys, guys, watch anything fun? Do anything fun? I watched the first Mortal Kombat movie again. Man, that's bad. Oh, oh, why do you think the first one's bad? No, the second one's horrible. The first one's I, I, perfect. I, I, I it was the second one. Last <laughs> night I decided, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do more combat trilogy once I found out that there was a second one. I never watched Annihilation. So Annihilation's garbage. Garbage. I imagine it will be if I can stay awake for it because I fell asleep about 10 minutes in, or ten minutes from the end of the first one. <laughs> but the first one is so fun, man. It's like, you know, it's got like the... Like, like, how can you hate something that beautiful? It's like hating on an exotic bird. It was a bad movie, but it's the cheese was there. I yeah, love Johnny is. Cage in that movie. I'm really looking forward to Johnny Cage in the next Mortal Kombat. It won't be Ryan Reynolds. 
<laughs> of course. I, I wish it was Ryan Reynolds. It'd be I a perfect casting. Reynolds. It'd be perfect if be, it was, but it won't be. I would be surprised if Ryan Reynolds attaches his name. I, I, I really would well, be. The, he, the, he this movie wasn't on, bad. Uh, well, he flirted with it on Twitter, right? Where he posted himself being like Mint Mobile versus like big uh, mobile companies in the US. Yeah. It was like Mint Mobile wins and he put his face over it. So. But I mean, like, think of the actors like on that movie now, like they're not anything like they've been in like a handful of other things, right? Like they're not well-known actors. So, but um, what did, are they? Uh, are you worried that he'll steal their thunder? Uh, I think actually that movie could use a big actor name. I think it would help. It really. Could. I mean, it was really it was it was charming. It wasn't bad at all. Um, mm. I mean, I Kana it, was so the I best really part of it. it. Akana was always great, though. He was hilarious, man. Uh, but awesome. What did, what were you saying that you did? Uh, my American friends uh blackmailed me into playing Final Fantasy fourteen. Oh, right. That's what you've been doing. Yeah. Well, once uh, uh once once Nolan gets a PS five, we'll all we'll all do a squad up. Oh yeah, brother. We'll we'll MMO Final Fantasy fourteen. I haven't played it, so I'd be interested. That that'd be something fun to stream for sure. Uh, yeah. I would be, it's, well, I think it would be fun. I'm not usually into MMOs. Um, I'm, I like, I'm don't get me either. wrong, I've always liked, like, stories of, like, like, the story from World of War, of World of Warcraft. I love that, uh, kind of, like, uh, lore and everything like that, but I'm not a huge, like, fan of the gameplay style, you know, fetch quests and all that stuff. But this game's pretty alright. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I actually have been enjoying it. I just won't tell them that. I lasted thirty minutes in World of Warcraft and that was it. I couldn't do it. Your horse is here. Do they not listen or watch the show? Um, I don't think so. Well fuck that, man. Now you know what you need to do. And then now they also know that you actually enjoy Final Fantasy fourteen. Secretly. Secretly. <laughs> Secretly. Um, actually, before we start, uh, actually, this is, I mean, you guys don't know I'm going to do this. This has been kind of just, just, just happened, but, um, surprise, 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 surprise. yeah. Um, <laughs> let's, let's do a fun little thought experiment. So we have E3s about a month and f- four days away until, mm-hmm. until the first, uh, until like, well, the first E3 in two years, not that that's a big deal mm-hmm. on that note. Do we have any predictions of what like games to be released? Yeah, or or like wishes would even be a fun one too. I'd like to see more of Halo Infinite. I'd like to see the actual second like at least the first trailer for the actual second part of the Final Fantasy Seven remake. What else is there that, that would really interest me? The next Destiny trailer, I guess. I don't know. I usually kind of figure my, out my stuff as it comes to me. I'm not like really used to no. being like, this is what's oh uh, God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> like how you were going one direction, you were just like, <laughs> <laughs> well, because as as I was saying, I'm like, I don't normally like pay attention to that kind of stuff, but like, come on, it's God of yeah. War Ragnarok. I could see that, uh, Nolan. I know you're not really the modernized situation of gaming, but <laughs> what? Uh, like, if if there was something, even if it was something that you would want to remake of a game you used to play, like what? What would you like to see coming out? Like, even if it's a remake of like a game from like the nineteen eighties, nineties. If you say Mario, I'm gonna sleep. I'm gonna like just reach this webcam and slap you in the face because that's my <laughs> wish already. So, no, no, a no. remake of Mar- <laughs> Super Mario Brothers. 
I God, are you awful? <laughs> I want to see some news about uh, Metroid Prime Four and Breath of the Wild Two. There has yeah. to be something coming out soon, sometime. Yeah, there really does. Some heads up at the very least. I, I don't think there's going to be anything of that, but that's what well, I like to see. Well, uh, we did get an announcement in. Uh, uh, it was the Nintendo Direct of I don't know this year earlier this year where we were when they announced skyward sword that we were going to get more um information regarding breath of the wild 2 so whether that's just in a trailer or just more information of maybe when it might come out or when they're aiming for it to come out i mean that would that would be pretty great metroid prime 4 i think was worth probably two years down the road from that one because it got it got restarted two years ago and if yeah. they're trying to outdo metroid prime 3 like uh we we don't know it, it it could be not that far away but that that stuff actually we can get into even later because that there's a bit of coverage on that um bones if there was a game that you used to play as a child even is there a game you'd love to see as a remake as a remake yeah. Um, you know, I'm not too hip on the current Metal Gear Solid stuff, but is there already a remake of Metal Gear Solid? Uh, the first one? No. No. I'd like to see that too. The first one. Yeah. It used to be the first one. Yeah. Or, well, or, or, three, or, or Snake Eater. PlayStation, right? Not the, not the original Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh, no, the original Nintendo one. Let's cool. remake that. Re- so, um, so Metal Gear Solid, Konami, Konami made it originally for the Nintendo Entertainment System, like the original Nintendo. And then it came back uh, on PlayStation. So not not that they're the same game. It, I'm just saying that there, it came out actually. It wasn't always a PlayStation exclusive, but I'm assuming you you are referring to the PlayStation One. PlayStation. Yeah. PlayStation One. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, those, that was a good game. Actually, I have that game. I liked Snake Eater the best. Yeah, everyone liked that one too. I only played the first one. I didn't even beat it, and then I. I think I played four was my next introduction. Four was actually basically my introduction into the series, and I didn't care much for four. I finished the first two on original Nintendo. The second I one, know there was two on original Nintendo. There were two, but the second one wasn't actually a proper Metal Gear game. It was titled Metal Gear Two, but it was, I believe, made by another studio, and it wasn't Konami, and it was. A I remember there being something, a big thing about it. It shouldn't have been called Metal Gear, but it was. And yeah, then I played the next two on, or next three on PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah, that was the way to go to. For me, it's tough because no one had to. Yeah. Come on, I just want to see, see a Mario movie, man. Like, let's show me the trailer oh, for the Mario movie. Oh, like, are you kidding me? We already have a Mario movie, and it's no, perfect in every no, way. I hate, I, hate <laughs> I hate you so much. Um, the only movie worse than that that was based on a Nintendo game was Double Dragon. That was such oh, well, that's a, bad a good point. That's a good. That point. was a bad I movie. I I didn't watch Double. I, I did watch the original Mario, and I thought it was awful at the age of five. But um, I didn't. I'd never watched a Double Dragon movie. Like, um, you would have thought that thinking? was worse. <laughs> I think I would definitely love Breath of the Wild too. Would be a huge one for me for sure. Um, some more places. My curious question is: I want to know what Ganondorf's going to look like. 
Like yeah. they showed they showed his like his like like vampiresque remains. But I want to see like him actually look because there's all these different like fan art and everything like that. And it's all in the style of like the rest of the 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 game and the art style and everything like that. And it looks really good. So if they do with that design, I, I'll be really happy. I want to know what he's gonna sound like because in the original cartoon, he sounded like Skeletor. It's probably really? the same voice actor. Oh yeah, he really sounded like Skeletor. I'll get you, Link. That's exactly what he sounded like. <laughs> because I, you, whenever you think Ganondorf, man, he's intimidating. He's imposing, right? You think you would? Ha- I, I think it would be the guy who voices the Arbiter would be a good voice fact. Would be a good voice actor for him. Well, I was just, I was just thinking, like, just any, any information on Breath of the Wild too would be amazing. But um, I would actually like more trailers on Final Fantasy 16. Like, I'd like more. Oh, you guess you're game. right. I completely forgot about it. Actually, yeah, that'd be I'm, a good point. I'm actually really excited for that game. Um, We're going back to medieval. It's the first yeah, medieval that's, fucking that's Final actually, Fantasy since like four or something like that, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think in my head. Uh, four, five, and six. No, because I think six was medieval. No, six was the one with steampunk. Yeah, it was six was the one with the mech, right? Era and the match tech and Kafka. Yeah, yeah, because remember one... the game opens up and there's okay, like the well, mechs walking yeah, through the snowstorm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't really think of, I still think of that one slightly as medieval though. It still had knights and stuff in it, didn't it? Well, you can have uh... we have knights now, but we're not in the medieval ages. Okay, I guess <laughs> you see them in Riverside Park every once in a while. I think I think for me right now, I think that like to me that one was medieval up until you reached like actually seven. To me, was the one that became more modernized as like a society and the environment around you was a lot more modernized in seven than I think in six. Um, but yeah, okay, so let's let's say four then for argument's sake. But regardless, I'm just I'm excited that they they're going back and uh, and I think it's a really interesting environment and a really interesting play, like playthrough or gameplay. So I mean, it looks it looks very pretty. It looks very pretty, but I wouldn't expect anything less on next gen. But that being said, it's more of the gameplay I'm, I'm really interested in. Like, are they going to go and keep, like, Final Fantasy, you know, uh, uh, 15? Like, is it going to be action-oriented, action or is it going to go back to... So I, that that I would like to know. But um, I also like some more first-party titles for PlayStation 5. I would like to know an actual... Like, I'd like to know an actual release date of Fable. Like, the F- Fable remake... You can kind of call it. I'm really excited for that. Halo Infinite, I'm super excited for. That's, yep. coming on, that's coming on PC day one. So I would extremely like to know what that's going to be like and, and play through that, um, especially with Nolan. If he catches up and really gets onto it, I would be, it'd be kind of a lot of fun to play that. My motion sickness is getting a lot better. Yeah, well, once you get used to it. Um, but yeah, so I, I guess that's kind of all I have for for e3 but um yeah so let's i guess with that let's let's kind of go into it let's let's get through this and we're so the idea of this is we're going to talk about some some big main points and we're we're really going to analyze some of this what's going on so starting off with our new segment we have uh and this is in reference to a story we did or a podcast we did uh, a couple weeks ago uh, PlayStation acquires minority interest in Discord following Microsoft's buyout interests. And so starting with this, I'm going to quote Matt Kim at IGN, where he says, PlayStation has announced it has made a minority investment into Discord as a way to build a relationship between the popular online chat 
sorry, online chat and service and Sony. Jim Ryan, president and CEO of PlayStation, announced the partnership in a short blog post. Though aside from disclosing its minority stake, not a lot of other details were shared. Sony says it has taken a, in, taken its minority stake in Discord Series H round and that PlayStation has spoken with Discord co-founder Jason Citron and Stan Vineskvi on ways to bring friends and communities together. Quoting, empowering players to create community and enjoy shared gaming experiences is at the heart of what we do, Ryan writes. So we're beyond excited to start this journey with one of the world's most popular communication services. With all of that well, and how we, we just lost everybody, but whatever. Austin, they'll, they'll come back. So Austin, okay. like with you, um, some questions I have and things we can think about. Is, so what do we think Sony could do with Discord? And, and in the sense of like, do, you know, improved party chats or... As a person who uses PlayStation, like every single day, the party app sucks. Go back. If, either either change the Discord or go back. Because this new one sucks. I don't like it. Um, I'd, ra- I'd rather have the old one. Um, so if they can fix it, that'd be dope with uh, Discord. Otherwise, I think it's just smart. We could do cross-platform. You could have parties with people with Xbox then. Um, that'd be really cool. Especially if you're... Because a lot of games are going cross-platform. And if both have interest in the company, wouldn't it make sense? So you're referring to Xbox and Sony having interest in the company? Yeah. Well, remember, though, that Xbox wanted to buy out basically Discord for $10 billion. They were, really, they were willing to put the money down and own the company as for Sony has just purchased a small portion of it. So a, a minor, so they have minority shares within the company. Yes. Which means that they have... Uh, they have some but do we know it. the value of that? What they spent? What no, they we have? Don't have the, no, we don't know the value of that. But the the thing I'm trying to say though is like with Microsoft having shares in the company and Sony having don't do your bu- buggy eye thing; it bugs me. Um, but Microsoft and doesn't have Sony shares having in company, shares in they? the company. No, Microsoft doesn't have shares in the company. No, they no, don't. Like deal, they're not willing deal, to even put that, shares. That deal went down. Oh, they wanted to buy well, it outright. Yeah, they wanted eventually, to buy it outright. They didn't put money, no money. They, they, if, they put no money into it. Eventually, if if this like goes well for Sony, maybe Xbox will want to do it too because Xbox is all about cross-platform stuff now, right? Maybe this will be the key, you know? Like, will they have if because all these games are going cross-platform? Maybe we'll be able to have a party system between consoles. And I think that'd be a really dope idea. But like, because like, why else would Sony get minor shares after like? a few days after the Xbox deal goes through. Absolutely. That's it's gamesmanship. I mean, they're mm-hmm. in competition for titles, gamers, everything. And that's just, that's a win for Sony. Will it make you uh, uh, like able to stream no. your, your podcasts on PlayStation for people, that would to be funny. To the, for people to listen and to watch the podcast, like in the corner of the screen while they're playing a game. That would actually, I mean, for our own benefit, that'd be funny. I would enjoy that. I do that actually. If uh, for other podcasts, yeah, I listen to. instead of listening to music, you just have like the podcast in a corner, like a picture-in-picture picture kind of thing. Even to do this while playing games would be a lot of fun. Like having a conversation with more than just one person, seeing visual, like their their um, cameras on, and and you can actually like see and talk to other people you are playing with. I also think would be 
pretty cool from like how you know like playing with austin if austin or nolan if we were playing final fantasy 14 having all like you know if we all had playstation webcams because i'm sure that would be necessary but if we all had that being able to see each other talk to each other and play with each other i think would be a lot of fun as well where you have those friends but i don't want to play with you i don't know how to take that and the way (laughs) i did take that was probably not the way you meant it no, because you, you're the one who said play with each other, okay? I would say red light. Workplace, red light. That's all I have to say. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> Go away, boner. All right, so for all of our visual watchers out there. All right, so that's, I guess, yeah. I, I think I, I think with the integration in between the two, I think, yeah, being able to see each other and, and playing games with each other would be kind of cool. Because we can't really do that now when you play PlayStation 4 online with other people. And I'm not talking randos, like, as a party chat. I think it would have to be, option. like, you'd, you'd be, you'd have to be close, you have to, like, be close friends with, like, use a close friend yeah. request or, for it. Friends. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, otherwise you're going to have some predator yeah, situations no, no, there. And, 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 and I, I, I like, for children. I feel like Sony would definitely take that into account. Um, okay, so the next story, I'm... I, it's just generally interesting. Like all the crap that's coming out is really funny, and I know, like even to our listeners, it's it's probably been played a lot, but uh, I still think it's funny as like more stuff comes out. So next is going to be the Epic versus Apple trial. So for anyone out there that doesn't know what this is about, basically you can't play Fortnite on uh, on your iOS phones because of the whole V buck situation. Apple wanted like 30% extra on V-Bucks sales. So when you want to buy your V-Bucks through an iOS device, you would got charged more money than you would if you were to buy it literally anywhere else. Along with that is that um, Apple made that 30%. It was all that. So then what happened was is that Epic Games ended up opening up a store in the Fortnite app where they could sell you the V-Bucks for the same price that you would buy it anywhere else. And Apple was like, nope can't do that either and so this is how this whole situation panned out but um things to note is that this trial is taking taking part in front of a jury a jury really yeah and basically what they're doing is they're bringing everybody in the industry involved so microsoft got involved pretty heavily because a lot of the stories revolve around this and what they do is is they are explaining to the basic of the basic of what happens in the gaming industry. So like, you know, what is a smartphone? Like what is a mobile device? And they actually have to explain this to a jury being like, well, it's a phone you have in your pocket. Uh, well, they, they asked the guy a, from Epic if he knew what a console tweeting. was. Yeah. And they actually brought consoles <laughs> into it where they brought like a switch involved an Xbox and a PlayStation. And he, they asked Sweeney to describe what these things are and he had to turn them on apparently he had issues with the switch like trying to make the switch work which was kind of (laughs) funny i don't have like complete details on this but um yeah so all this kind of happened and it was really funny but what's really interesting is that so much laundry is getting aired through these trials that like uh microsoft's like secrets are getting kind of leaked like leak is kind of a bad term but like they're getting they're publicized they're letting out what they want to let out well, no, they're letting it out, but they're micro because they're getting subpoenaed to let to tell these things. And the, basically, what Microsoft lawyers are going up like, "Yo, can we like just can we redact half of this because this is like some company secrets are just letting out here." So um, let's go through some of this. Uh, it, it was it was just it's been pretty funny. Um, uh, so one thing we've learned. Oh, sorry. Uh, 
so start off with this. We're going to go with PlayStation and Fortnite because even though I talked about um, Sony and, uh, and and Epic with Fortnite, basically what happened was is that... Uh, sorry, I'm trying to think of how to word this. This is really tough. But back in 2018, uh, Fort, place, Fortnite on PlayStation became uh, cross-play. It was the first time. And it was like one of like the very first games that were cross-play, I think. I don't think there was many games back then that were cross-play back in 2018 for PlayStation. So Fortnite was the first one. And what ended up happening with this is that basically the way that Epic Games got PlayStation to cross-play Fortnite was that they had to pay them ideally what is commission for people who bought V-Bucks or any cosmetics, any money they spent on the game, PlayStation got a bit of pay for it. So ideally, Epic had to pay PlayStation to make this game cross-compatible. So... Uh, quoting Rebecca Valentine from IGN, uh, it was during the line of questioning that Sweeney pointed out Sony's contract had them getting a little extra cash from cross-platform play, specifically when PlayStation Fortnite players consistently bought V-Bucks on, the de- on other devices but were still gaming on Sony consoles. Sony has a policy that requires if the ratio of payments across platforms for a given PS user gets out of the sync with, pl- with playtime, then we have to pay them a commission on other platform revenue, Sweeney said. So if someone were primarily playing on PS but paying on iPhone, they'd inaud- oh, sorry, they inaudible compensation to Sony. So uh, basically, I think the way I take this is Sony was just getting a cut from Epic Games when it came to Fortnite. Like, if they spent more money somewhere else and they weren't playing on PlayStation, like, oh, okay, well, you know, give us a little bit of extra pay so we can make this cross play or keep this cross play program going. And, you know, because wasn't PlayStation the, wasn't Sony the last holdout? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everyone everyone else was on board being cross play except for Sony. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the time though, like we're talking PlayStation four. So, I mean, for what is a pie of the market, you had Sony PC will always be biggest, but um with it when it came to home consoles yeah you want sony on your side because everyone owned a playstation like 400 they still do yeah i mean like it was a like a ton of people out there own a playstation um i'm a little shocked that epic kind of went with it but i guess they didn't i mean in my mind i guess they didn't really have a choice like i I, we don't know what the ratio is like or the percentage that they own sony but i just don't think they had much of a choice to do it nothing would be truly cross Play. Well, not even just that, but even for Epics to get everyone that owns a console into Fortnite, they didn't have a choice. Like they had to, they had to pay the biggest shareholder of home consoles to make their game more appealing to others or to those who own it, right? Who who owned a PlayStation? This almost kind of seems like like mob extortion to me a little bit. I it kind of does. I would right? almost say it is a little bit of extortion, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, it feels like they're like. Hey, come over here and pay me some extra money, and I'll give you some protection. It kind of, it's kind of funny. It was more like Mario holding up a a toadstool for some money. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I meant by it, though, right? Where are you going to pay me some money? (laughs) You want me to get the princess? I get the dollars. (laughs) Yeah, the coins. That's that's because that's because Mario's never paid up front. It's that's always true. it's always layered out throughout the levels. He has got to collect his. And no, sorry, we cut you off. Yeah, sorry, go on. But Austin, you and I were talking about how Sony getting that uh, minority share of 
Discord was like a win against Microsoft. All this yeah, coming out now, Microsoft's like, shit, that's another win for Sony. Good point. Wow. I mean, let's be honest, though. I mean, Microsoft didn't have the best footing when it came to like Xbox One in general. So it's quite easily to say uh, the PS4 did beat the Xbox One in the generation, right? Yeah, and and also, I mean, with Fortnite being offered on Steam, Epic coming out with its own game store, even for PCs, like there's not much Microsoft could do on that front either. They can't. I don't. I don't think they can charge for certain apps being released on or using programming when it comes to writing the code for windows in general right i think that's really uh xbox's call when it comes to like microsoft as a whole company where where microsoft's like yeah go for it we don't care um they don't get a care the uh, cut of the shares when it comes to yeah pc so i yeah i think sony kind of gained another win in this if you know we're keeping track of this conversation line of conversation yeah so yeah they definitely want to we could say they once uh they took a step over microsoft on this one but they're again as we're as i'm starting to learn they're not great people (laughs) what do you mean (laughs) they're literally strong arming this company (laughs) like what are you fucking talking about what do you mean okay well it's business yeah, and also keep that in perspective. Here's some other stuff. So we also learned um, that, uh, like, we we also learned from Epic Games. Uh, so we've learned quite a bit. Again, I'm quoting Rebecca Valentine. I should point out, but we've learned quite a bit about how Fortnite works behind the scenes today during the first hours of trial, including that Fortnite made over nine billion in its first two years, and that Epic has spent over eleven million for Epic Game Store exclusives since it launched the platform. It also apparently has been trying to get a Samus Aran as a skin in Fortnite and already has plans for skins based on the rock and LeBron James. That'd be dope. Really would be. So let's, okay. So I would imagine Nintendo is getting money for this though. There's no way Nintendo's not getting paid for having Samus and the oh, game. Oh, they'd have to. Oh, it would be licensed. Samus or any Nintendo propriety in, involved in another video game, except for maybe rabbits, because for some weird reason, I, I don't think Nintendo was like, really up and up on that but having one of their characters shoot and kill other characters is not a thing that nintendo was known for or likes it doesn't fit with the nintendo theme but fortnite's opening up maybe a possibility of other platforms like companies to license their ips well i mean what we had master chief We've had uh, uh, right now. I think you can get uh, Aloy from Forbid uh, Horizon, not Forbidden West. That's on my mind. Um, and it's not even like console exclusive stuff. They got all the Star Wars, all the Star Avengers. Wars, Avengers, yeah. I, I mean, but it's it, a huge licensing opportunity to make money. It's good marketing too. Have your characters in yeah. that game is really good marketing. Um, I mean, yeah. like they showed movies in that game. That's right. They I've, concerts, I've heard, I've read stories like concerts. about that. Yeah, man, that game is, especially in today's time. All the twelve, that, all the, all the twelve year olds love it. Oh, man, I'll never forget that video when everything went to a black hole. Yeah, I was just thinking of that the kids screaming and crying. And Fortnite is the ultimate the babysitter. That's what that game is. <laughs> um, what's it called? Uh, have you guys heard the Fortnite song? Yeah, uh, like. Chug, chug with you. 
Yeah, we okay, can yeah. be pro Fortnite gamers. Pro uh, Fortnite gamers. Maybe not that one. I've heard a different song. On oh, like, it's funny, man. It's really funny. I love on like it. TikTok and YouTube or whatever, or sorry, Instagram, because that's what the only. Most of them are making fun of this kid's song. To be honest, oh, well, that could be it. So, yeah, I've heard that one. Uh, yeah, I've heard a lot of them on Instagram because that's the only thing I get TikTok on. Because apparently, everyone that has Instagram uses TikTok and shares it. But yeah, I don't know. I, I'm. I, I have to believe Nintendo definitely is making some big bucks off off of and so is the rock and lebron james oh, of course they are like it's just more marketing and licensing of their yeah rights. and i'm sure there's some sweet mocap happening probably but my main man dwayne johnson's getting some money oh when isn't he though let's be honest i, I mean he he does call himself the uh the franchise saver because he saved um fi- uh what is it called fast and yeah, furious fast apparently furious. yeah jesus christ anyways Moving on, um, Xbox also got pulled into this very heavily. So some Microsoft secrets are being leaked out, though I think it leak isn't again a proper term. But anyways, Microsoft did an internet review for The Last of Us, or sorry, did an internal review for The Last of Us Part Two, and this is from Paul Tassi at the Forbes. So uh, basically, what he said is, "quote This has nothing to do with the Epic case, of course, but it's fascinating to look at one rival reviewing another rival's flagship release for internal study." something we don't often get a look at in this industry. Generally speaking, it's a pretty glowing review, as you might expect for a game that racked up more than Game of the Year wins than any other in history, though some Last of Us fans are taking issues with few points raised. And so here uh, here are some few points. I'm not going to really go through all of them, but um, on quiet moments, while... Walking similar narrative chapters may not be what many gamers are expecting. They are expecting, oh, sorry, this is from the reviewers. They are especially exceptionally well done and really show what other games, especially pure narratives, adventure games should be aspiring to accomplish with their character, dialogue, presentation, and voice acting. Um, they also talked about uh, a lack of choice that the player doesn't have the ability to greatly influence or determine the outcome of the narrative. Might narrative might prove an anathema. Why can I not read? Anathema? Anathema. Anathema. No, just reading in the grade 2 level, it's alright. To many players and how they view their role in the video game experience. However, we would argue that not every video game must be about the player role-playing their character's story. Uh, So, and then uh, on visuals, the visual quality, that attention the, the, sorry, the visual quality and attention to detail in The Last of Us Part 2 is absolutely best in class in basically every area, and that overall presentation is significantly to have it of anything that other teams have been produced on console and PC. In summary, The Last of Us Part II is the exceedingly rare video game where what is accomplished, where what it accomplishes in moving forward the art of narrative storytelling in video games as a medium ultimately outweighs whether to not everyone like it or even everyone has fun playing it and the like and fun were in quotations um i didn't play last of us part two i've wanted to but i feel like that's just an emotional roller coaster i'm not quite ready to go down right now because i i know the first one was rough it wasn't even that oh rough, but the first one was um rough. it's I, it's rough in a different way it's a beautiful game and i think it got a lot more hate than it actually deserved i don't think it got that um, much hate at all it got a lot of hate from people because of a certain time. I don't want to spoil anything. It's still a relatively new game. 
it came out last year. Um, but yeah, so you're essentially as one of the characters, you kill another character that everybody really, really likes. Spoiled. And you're forced to do it. Um, <laughs> Wasn't well done. <laughs> well, whatever. Who cares? Fuck it. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah. So like, there's a, there's there's some controversy in there, and I get it gets a lot more hate than it actually deserves because it's a it actually is a really really good game. They upgraded everything from the first game gameplay wise, right? Um, but it's uh, I think it's really good. I really want to play it. I just. Give it a go. I do. I want to. I just don't know if I can emotionally handle that game. It's it's a rough ride. I it's know, really man. I know. I know it's a rough ride. That's the problem. Is that like, fuck, man? That first one was tough. Like, it was fun. It was. It was a lot of fun. It was. Game I know. Really I know it won't be as rough as. I know it wasn't as rough as the second one. Uh, I just. I'm waiting for it to go on sale to the point where I'm like, yeah, okay, that's a good deal. I should get it because I've. And and then just just go through it. I just know it's gonna it's gonna be rough. It's I know it's dark and and just dark. It's just dark. Very dark. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm right. And like the emotional and the mood setting of that game is just so low. I just don't know if I can I can keep up with uh, that. Was this that the one you guys wanted cool? me to play because I'm a parent? That would be the first one I thought would be the very yeah. the first one. You get yeah. you. I think you would actually get really attached to Ellie, but um. Like the second one, you know that Kaleo song, "Way Down We Go." Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much the second one. <laughs> Shit, when it goes down, it goes down fucking horde. Dude, man, like, yeah, they did really good on that game, though. Even though, like, Ellie's just a vicious murderer in some some aspect. I mean, like, I don't mean that as though she's doing I was gonna it say for Joel like, was a vicious murderer as well. Yeah, I know, but I know in the second one, it's a lot more. There's a lot more substance to the killing, let's say, than there was in the first one. But yeah, I don't know. It's just it's interesting that again that the rival a rival game company would actually do an internal review of another one. And like, I guess reasons why to do that would be to see what true criticism consumers, maybe. Yeah, what consumers are enjoying, right? Like, this game is so highly anticipated. Like, what about this game is really bringing consumers into it, and what can we do to somehow in in a way mimic that excitement and mimic yeah and and mimic that uh like the genre the story like you know whatever particular aspects are doing really well for this game how can we make it better how is that surprising though like why isn't this common practice it is it actually i don't think it's not uncommon i just think it's something we don't hear about because again, well, this no, because you don't. Because like Microsoft doesn't secret. want anyone to know that they're talking up another studio. Uh, yeah. Could you imagine if this was the 1990s and like this was like actual <laughs> console wars and how like Sony's just like hiring <laughs> this on all their games and you're like Microsoft said. <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine the dirt talk that would happen now? Sony and uh, uh, sorry, Sega and Nintendo. Because all it takes is one good quote from someone and like it can make a world of difference. Like the Evil Dead, the only reason that really took off was because Stephen King liked it and they quoted Stephen King on the poster for the movie. Did they actually? Yep. 
Okay, because I was going to say, like, I thought this was a video game for some reason. And I was thinking, like, yeah, well, you know, you have Steven Spielberg and E.T. And Steven Spielberg really liked the E.T. game, but he didn't see that on the cover. <laughs> and good for Steven Spielberg in the end. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. That Holy. game single-handedly killed the gaming universe. Yeah, for, for a, <laughs> a, a long amount time. of time. A long <laughs> time. A long time. What, like? Not it wasn't even it was maybe five years, and like arcades. Five years a long time. Yeah, but arcades were still pretty roaring back then. You just they killed home console. It killed home console specifically. But no, yeah, home console. It did not kill. Like I mean, we're killing arcades now, but whatever. Um. Okay. So, lastly. Regarding Xbox being dragged into this, uh, Xbox believed Breath of the Wild 2, Metroid Prime 4, and Bayonetta 3 would potentially, uh, potentially could have been released last year in 2020 during the holidays. Um, this is really? from Kevin Sullivan. Yeah, so this is from Kevin Sullivan at at Game Rant, and I quote: "As part of the Apple versus Epic trial, a document was published by Xbox Xbox as evidence that features a rough out that features enough rough outline." of high-profile Xbox One titles releasing late in 2020, but was considerably more curious. But what's considerably more curious are the predictions Xbox made for uh, as far as the competitors' releases schedules, according to the document Xbox believe that The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 was released in 2020. In addition to Breath of the Wild 2, Xbox also thought uh, that widely anticipated Nintendo titles like uh, Shin Megami Tensei V Bayonetta 3 and Metroid Prime 4 would have all been released in 2020. Obviously, there's no way to know... Sorry. Uh, obviously, there's, there was no way for Xbox would know that these games would release in 2020 unless Nintendo somehow leaked it to Xbox. So, I mean, I've 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 heard that there's just some, been some excuses where some, like, interns just Googling some shit and just was like, yeah, this seems plausible. Like, I mean, this could happen. Well... Well, I mean, they're in a in the industry, and the industry is not like a giant fucking industry. So I imagine there's some like people who are higher up in Microsoft, higher up in Nintendo, that are friends that will talk about it. I would, I, mean, I would bet otherwise. I, that, is, that is, I imagine there's a lot of contractual clauses that prohibit yeah. them from disclosing cool. a lot of information. But saying that, say that, uh, say that to Spider-Man. Hold. Say that to Spider-Man. Hold up. So literally what you're telling what you're saying is high up Nintendo people sharing anything with Xbox, you have to remember that all test devices at Nintendo in Japan are bolted to a desk and cannot be removed from from the building. And, and well, I'm not back, like I'm not sitting there like, oh look at this, look at this, look at this new controller. What I'm saying is there is no way that high security business would have been like yeah, it's cool if you tell Xbox something. That guy would be fired then and there if it got if it got out. Of course. I mean, well, I don't not, think they're expecting no it to what, get out. It's no secret what tiles a lot of the studios are working on, so you know what's in development. Yeah, well, we all know that these games were in development. Yeah, the specific release dates, though. No, that's something that people like. It's important for each company to try it guessed when something's coming out because you don't want to put something out the same the same day as breath of, uh, as breath of the wild 2 because it's going yeah, to crush yeah, right no, for sure so you do Happened need to, to try and have your forecast you have to try and forecast what your competition's doing and you that's, know it's something that really good point. 
I mean, because like going back to one of our other podcasts when I was talking about the Halo effect and how that crushed the Hollywood box office. That was my podcast. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, but like, essentially, this, so what you're like, what you were just saying there, um, it went over to, uh, um, so Gearbox created this game called Battleborn, which is a hero shooter, right? Yeah. And they released it a week before Overwatch came out. They literally shot themselves in the fucking foot. Because everyone's because... waiting for Overwatch. Because everybody's waiting for Overwatch, right? If Battleborn had it came out about like three months or like even even two months ahead of time, they would have had a chance to get a, like um, a foothold into it. Because Battleborn's like gaming, like uh, play style and everything like that was actually I like I enjoy Overwatch, but it, I thought it was better in a lot of different ways. Um, so I think uh, they like exactly what you're saying, the Halo effect. Yeah, because that, that, when Halo, I can't remember which one it was that came out, it just devastated the Hollywood box office that weekend. They had some big movies out, but everyone was waiting for Halo. And you drop $60, $70 on a game, you're not going to go see a movie that weekend. You're going to play Halo for 48 hours. That's true. And that's what happened. So, like, it's important, like... the. They have to try and forecast when their competition's putting out their big titles because that has a huge impact on how successful their titles are going to be. That makes sense a lot. And, you know, that's where I could see where there could be some conversation between the, the different companies. But that would just be so, I don't know, just try and protect, protect themselves. Well... I, I, what I think is safe to assume is that this document could be old because we had COVID-19 hit. There's no way. Everything got slammed so quick. Uh, all game developers had to work from home. Coding had to be done from home. Publishers had to find a way of sharing these codes and, and making everything work. So there's also a good chance that this document could be from 2018, 2019, before you know halo infinite would have been in production breath of wild 2 we knew was in production metro prime 4 we knew was in production bayonetta 3 we also know and and all these things out of this list i would say bayonetta 3 was the most likely to come out i would say in 2020 compared to all the other ones but yeah i i think have we even heard anything about bayonetta 3 no but it's been a while since bayonetta 2 because bayonetta yeah you're right but a year you a year or the same year as the switch Usually you would hear uh, something by now. If it was going to be released last year, we would have seen a trailer beforehand. So um, with the trailers of the other games being out already, don't you think that these games would come have come out before Bayonetta 3? Well, I would also say that this would argue more about how this document's older than, than it is newer. Where maybe some of these trailers already came out, they were expecting a trailer for Bayonetta 3. So... It, Again, we don't we don't know the date on this document. We don't know when this document was actually published, and uh, and if it, how relative it is to what we're going through during like COVID nineteen, right? So they could have expected. I mean, I would think if COVID nineteen didn't hit, yeah, I would actually almost assume we would have had Breath of the Wild two by now. Like, I I would agree that would have came out last year, if if we were in a different situation. Uh, Metroid Prime four, 
nope, I don't think that game would have came out, and I don't know why they thought that, but we're not Microsoft, so we don't know. And then uh, Bayonetta 3, yeah, I mean, they could have expected a trailer within the next year of when this document was written. So I think this just kind of goes to show that, yeah, uh, Nolan's right. I think everyone here was just kind of forecasting and planning when this was all going to go down. I mean, they had Halo Infinite was planned to get released last year. Um, imagine trying to do that during Breath of the Wild. Uh, I mean, you have your Xbox hardcore fans for sure, but also there was more Switches out there for like Xbox, or there's more Switches out there than there are Xbox Ones at this point. So, you know, that'd be a tough competition to fight. At that point, what's worse? Why, why even bother? Yeah. And I mean, if it probably wasn't for that review and everyone having so much backlash when it came to the graphics and, and all that with, with Halo Infinite. But I mean, who knows to say that maybe, you know, Halo Infinite is supposed to come out this year. Who's not to say Breath of the Wild 2 won't come out this year? So did did Xbox actually avoid anything yet? Like, we don't know. Well, I mean, but at the same time, they're two very different style of game. I'm sure they'll they'll attract their own super fans of those style of games. Yeah. Uh, well, I like mean, if it, even with Xbox ahead. Game Pass, right, it's free. Yeah. So what, sales, like, are they, what sales are they truly losing? That's a good point. But at the same time, I'm saying, like, um, if it was, like, a, like, RPG open world kind of game, I could then I can imagine them trying to compete more with Breath of the Wild. But if it's a first-person shooter, it's not going to be sitting there being like, we need to beat every uh, uh, Breath of the Wild in every aspect. They're going to be focusing more on the next Call of Duty or the next uh, Battlefield. Well, also, I think what's safe to say is Xbox has never, or sorry, Nintendo's never felt like Sony and Play, PlayStation, or sorry, Xbox and PlayStation have ever been like true competition to them because they compete. Well, why would they? Yeah, they compete in different spheres. You know, one's more about gameplay, one's more about graphics. Um, but even with that, uh, even with that point, I was gonna say that I, I, I don't think it. Yeah, I think yeah, it, it doesn't matter because. Again, everyone, I mean, Xbox doesn't make money. I don't, I don't, I shouldn't say that. I don't think Xbox will really make any money off of Halo Infinite anyways. There isn't much there to worry about. You know, it's going to be on Game Pass day one. Anyone who owns a PC and has Xbox Game Pass is going to make it, you know, is going to get it day one. Anyone has a Switch, yeah, unfortunately, you don't get Breath of the Wild 2 for free. That's going to cost you 90 bucks. And, like, also, I mean, Xbox doesn't even make money on consoles. Like, we learned that in these reports too, that Xbox has never made a single dollar on a console since uh the launch of since the launch of microsoft xbox so really i mean yeah so how worried is microsoft really about dollars like i i actually don't even know and i I don't mean this as a diss in any shape or form it's just kind of a, a a thought but like what is what is xbox even trying to get at anymore like what do they make money on i mean xbox game pass they have to make money on xbox game pass to make this to make it at all a viable option. They have to count more on software than hardware, which I mean, Microsoft has always counted more on software when it came to anything. So it it just must be the same philosophy going from Microsoft to Xbox, I would think. But Sony, Nintendo, Microsoft, they all make money off the software. It's never been about the hardware. No. So Sony does make not a lot, but they do make money off their hardware. Yes. But but we're talking like $10 a console. Yeah, so it's yeah. insignificant to them, really. No. So, it's always been about the games. That's where they make the money. 
But and then okay, depends on the amount of consoles you sell, though. Yeah, you sell over like a million consoles. It's a lot of money there for that extra ten dollars. Um, but even that, I mean, even with that, Xbox has Game Pass, and I mean, like, I again, they have to, they have to be making money on that somehow, and I don't know how. I really don't because it's what thirteen dollars for us to get it on PC. It's every month. A month, yeah. But imagine, like, I mean, I. How, then how are any of these streaming I can, sites? I can money? pay. I can pay that off. Well, they. I. I can pay off my Xbox Game Pass probably within like two months. I will no, you're right. That's what I'm downloaded. saying. Yeah. So I don't. Um, I think but it's that's one a whole of the same things. Like research. Uh, you, well, you're not. You're not wrong with that. But like at the same time, we could say that with any streaming site, right? Because um, it's it's not the reason why it's cheap is because they know everybody's going to do it, right? They don't need to have these big numbers because once you have a couple million people down, downloading games off your streaming site, right, or downloading movies off your streaming site, the the thirteen ninety nine a month you pay, right, that's astronomical, and it's just it's a never ending cash cow. Yeah, and that's where a lot of games, I believe, are also moving towards microtransactions. And well, and it's just because it's getting really expensive to make games, and unfortunately, microtransactions it is, especially are a way with... for the for the companies to actually make money. With inflation, yeah, it's getting expensive. Yeah, like people are getting upset that video games cost ninety dollars now, but for a long In time, Canada. video games. Well, because Canada has a lot of taxes, but well, um, no, it's just it, it. That's just that's a whole different conversation. But yeah, it's ninety dollars here, seventy dollars in the states, and that has to but do we've with also market been... retail. We've also been paying for games that have been way cheaper than they're actually supposed to be for a while now, right? Yeah, yeah, because back in two, back in twenty tens, somewhere, one of the uh, old CEOs of PlayStation said that you know one day games have to go up in price because of inflation, because games have been stagnant as inflation grows. Games didn't increase in price. Yeah, so, so it's one of the things where everything's going to get more expensive. So maybe yeah. streaming will be the right way, and because you're not paying, people aren't playing a lot, paying a lot, but there's a lot of people paying a little, and I think yeah. that's you got to keep that in mind. But I know. Well, that's con- why, like the new, like there is a memo, the internal memo from EA that was leaked a couple of weeks ago, that the higher ups in EA were trying to their their goal for FIFA 2021 was to really pushed their ultimate league because you had to pay to do that and they want they're going to make money from the microtransactions in the game and that again goes to the whole epic and apple thing like when you're when you're focusing on the microtransactions to make your nine billion dollars then like the consoles want a piece of that so apple's going to want a piece of that if it's going through their store and it's going to be the same with Sony, Microsoft, and everyone. Yeah. Well, we're what we're what you're talking about is competition, right? Where yeah. at some point, it won't just be Epic that's trying to sell V Bucks, you know, or or some aspect of whatever some other company has this version of V Bucks, and it's everyone trying to sell something. Yeah. I mean, microtransactions are, I think, are the way of the future. Loot boxes, on their hand, well, I think are dead. I think loot boxes won't be a thing. You know, and anytime soon, I think EA is going to have a hard time with that, especially with what's I mean, happening. They're still having a hard time with it. <laughs> well, with Europe, you know, Europe is basically outlawing 
loot boxes. Right? Well, so, it's yeah. literally gambling. Yeah, no it is. Um, but that's why, like, a, there's Supercell, a mobile game or mobile game developer. They're behind Clash of Clans and all that, and they make a killing off of all the small transactions in it in their games. Their yeah. games are free to play, but you spend six dollars here, seven dollars there, fifteen, twenty dollars there, and they all add up. And when all right, Noah, got... I have a question for you. Yep. You play that Transformer game on your phone, right? <laughs> I was gonna bring this up. Yes, myself. I do. Yeah. How much money do you spend on that Transformers game? You know what? It's a free game, and I've probably spent about a hundred bucks in total on it. Actually, that's actually not and... a lot. In the long run, for the amount you played that, that game, five years. Actually. Yeah, I was going to say that's actually not a lot at all. No, like I drop like fifteen dollars here, fifteen dollars there. Like I haven't done that for quite a long time now. But no, like I've known I've known players in that game that will spend five hundred to a thousand dollars in a weekend. Yep, and like they'll do it. And like, I'll, I'll never ever spend that much on a game in a weekend. Well, in a lifetime, but uh, <laughs> but no, like that drives the directions of a lot of these companies and a lot of these games. Yeah, I think I think what we're all trying to say here is that microtransactions are the future. Whether people like it or not, you're not yeah. here. You gotta, you gotta understand that this they that we won't get games anymore if we don't like if we revolt against microtransactions because well, there'll be no more studios. Well, it's, it's the just, whales that are going to be paying those studios. And it's and... not just that though, but games will go up in price as well if that really comes down to it, right? Like we, it, it won't stop at seventy dollars in the U.S., ninety dollars here. You know, like at some point, games are going to be more. And what sucks is, God, I miss I miss the handheld days. You know, when you bought a DS game for half price or a Game Boy game for half price, like. So moving on to another story, because that was I, I was expecting it to be a long conversation. I'm glad it was. And I think we had a good one on that one. So I'm glad everyone shared their thoughts. So, yeah, uh, next is we have a new trademark holder for Sunset Overdrive, a game that used to be exclusive to Xbox. Um, this is from uh, Liana Rupert at Game Informer. When Insomniac Games first unleashed the chaotic parody that is Sunset, Sunset Overdrive, it was an Xbox One exclusive. This vibrant, colored, energy-drink-fueled open-world experience deserved a lot more love than it got, but now it looks like it could finally be making its way over onto PlayStation platforms due to the recent trademark seemingly filled by Sony, which makes sense given that PlayStation's company owns the studio that created this game to begin, to begin in. It's a weird way to end their sentence. The trademark filing for Sunset Overdrive was spotted by at Nibble and looks to be registered with the status update of 260421. Oh, apparently Game Informer is European because 042621 for those in America. That's funny. Uh, it's just funny that that's included in there. The trademark is for the single phase Sunset Overdrive, which some area which some are connecting with an earlier leak that seemed to point to a remastered edition coming to PlayStation consoles. So I've really wanted to play Sunset Overdrive. Uh, it's on Game Pass uh, for me and Nolan. You should. You guys should. Really uh, and uh, I'm curious. I I mean, a part of me is just like, do you? I mean, I guess it was what? It was April, is what it said. Uh, April. Yeah. So yeah. It was April back in April. So I I kind of wonder if this is 
Sony being like, fuck you with MLB. And uh, we're just going to do Sunset Overdrive. Because <laughs> a lot of Xbox players wanted Sunset Overdrive to like come back. Like, I actually remember... Because it's actually I, uh, a good game. Well, I remember listening to uh, Ryan McCaffrey from IGN on... Uh, on um, oh, God. Uh, Xbox Unlocked, sorry, podcast. And he had Phil Spencer on there, the CEO of Xbox, and was just like, so what's going on with Sunset Overdrive? Like, that game coming back? And Phil Spencer being like, yeah, we want to do something with it. Well, something's getting done with it. <laughs> so it's just not with them, unfortunately. Not with them. I also, I mean, I'd be surprised though if X, if Nintendo, er, sorry, if Jesus, if PlayStation didn't throw Xbox a bone, being like, "Here you guys go too." I just wonder if that would be <laughs> something they think about, being like, "Hey, Xbox owners, here's PlayStation Studio games." That's right in front of their face. Just with like MLB the show, first thing you see is. The big PlayStation Studios from Santa Monica. But I don't know. I mean, like, I I would probably prefer a remaster than a... It would make sense to do a remaster of the original than to come up with a second... Like, to come up with a sequel to that game. That's a visual effect. No one's going <laughs> to see Austin. <laughs> or here, sorry. I don't have much to say about it. I just, like, I'm like... I mean, for me personally, I would be happy with either. So. Yeah, but you played the first one. I didn't Did have you? to play the first one. No, I watched just... Ray play it. I see he streamed the entire game. Oh, so you've... you've I don't have an Xbox One. Fair enough. Well, I don't know. You have friends, don't you? Other than you guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, friend... I, I do. And then none of them want an Xbox One? Yeah, my friend Brett, uh, oh, he cool. does. But uh, I only ever... Um, I only ever talk about Xbox to make fun of it for him because... Um, he gets defensive easily. Well, fair enough. Yeah, I, I do that with you on any other things. Um, Nolan, I, I don't know. You watched the trailer, right? Yeah, I, I sent the trailer. I did. It looks like a lot of fun. It's and got a lot of humor in it. Imagine, if that, was, imagine if that was an A3. No, that'd be that, cool. That would be a, a Sunset Overdrive release from Insomniac at E3 2021. That'd be interesting. All right, so... Moving on. Yeah, moving on. Sorry, I, I was, I was like, I was reading. It. See, this is why we missed you because we talked about Wayne's World for ten minutes without you, and we're like, man, like normally when Jonah, Jonah's here, we can. Uh, he's really good at like keeping us on track, keep it going, and we kind of went really off rails. Um, we, Nolan and I sat there and made faces in the camera while you were talking <laughs> to try to distract you for a good long while. I actually don't watch you guys. I'm watching the Word document that I'm reading or going through, so I don't see anything you guys are doing at the time. Um, so Nintendo is expanding beyond games. Uh, this is, again, from IGN's Matt Perslow, and I quote, Chris Melodendry, CEO of American Animation Studio Illumination, has been nominated to join Nintendo as an outside director. Melinda, sorry, I'm going to butcher his name, but Melinda Andre, whose company is responsible for Minions, Despicable Me, and the upcoming Mario animated movie. Oh, Illumination? Anticip- yeah, yeah. Is anticipated to join the company following approval of the position at Nintendo's 81st annual general meeting of shareholders. That meeting is set to be held on June 29, 2021, according to Nintendo's latest financial report. Well, there goes no one. Nintendo is looking into more animation features beyond Mario, and it may be that Melendendry and his and his knowledge of film and animation could be an asset in regards to the expansion. So, well, Illumination has been knocked out of the park recently. 
So it makes sense. Well, I just, okay. So a point I made on here, and I, I think this is kind of an interesting topic to talk about, you know, like Nintendo has been coming out with like theme parks, Lego toys of all kind, video games, and now potentially movies and how they're looking to even do more than just Mario. Like, you know, it might come up with like a Samus animated movie, uh, and uh, I mean, uh it would, it would catch in for the strong female lead, but because well, Samus saying, was the very, very strong female lead, yes. Well, yeah, video games. Once, once, once it was realized she was female, though, but even that, I mean, like Nintendo's, like, do you think Nintendo's looking for ever other revenue? Because you know, with the Switch being out, it's basically they merged, you know, they used to have console and handheld, home consoles and then handheld. And, like, their handhelds did really well. Like, the DS is, like, one of the most best-selling consoles in general or video game device, whatever you want to call it. And the Game Uh, Boy beat out the Game Gear. Sega's handheld. Yeah, Game Boy did really well as well. And Game Boy wasn't color like Game Gear. But, like, with all that, like, I mean, that's a huge revenue loss that Nintendo has. So do we all think that... Nintendo's just looking for other sources of revenue. Granted that now the Switch is just a one and all, and and basically what they did is they they cut their revenue. I mean, like the N sixty four didn't do that well, the GameCube didn't do that well, the Wii U didn't do that well. You know, all you had was the NES, Super NES, and Wii were like their best selling consoles. Now the Switch, of course, is doing super well. So yeah, I mean, is is, is it safe to say that's what Nintendo's doing? Well, they're probably yeah. branching out into more revenue streams just to be a bigger company so they can continue to compete with Sony and Microsoft. Sony and Microsoft are giants. Nintendo is huge, but they're not nearly the size of Sony and Microsoft. Well, they're not even close to the size. No. I mean, so you have, you have Sony that dips in TVs, audio, uh, right? Movies, like, like as a as a as a publisher, not even just as a not even as like a third party publisher but a, a main publisher no absolutely and microsoft and... names after a dick <laughs> i don't think he got that one you, uh, I... <laughs> you have a twitter handle austin because <laughs> <laughs> so many people want to come after you <laughs> but nintendo like they're a big company they've had financial troubles in the past Maybe they're looking for some way to be financially more stable so they can continue to always compete with Sony and Microsoft. And yeah. they've they've already gone they've already dabbled in the movies and TV in the past with when I was a kid there was the Super Mario Brothers TV show, they did the Legend oh, yeah. of Zelda, yeah. and then they've done some movies. Like they are a family entertainment company. And so it just makes sense for them to take that next step to continue to grow i mean without the pandemic the switch probably never would have reached the heights that it's been reaching right now well is, is I, that's that's tough to that's tough to say that's I would a tough say call the, to uh, make no no i would say the software i don't think like with animal crossing coming out when it did and uh i i don't i mean I, that's a perfect example i don't think that yeah. game would have been as popular like it wouldn't have sold as many copies as it did if the pandemic didn't hit because that game came out no dead start lockdown yeah and i mean i remember the eb games here in in Kamloops, i think shut down two days after after that game released they had to basically shut down if not even the day after and that's when they did like the whole like so many people can be indoors and so 
that game skyrocketed. And I, I would say that the pandemic had a lot to do with that. Oh, absolutely. I think, I think so. But if that didn't come along, who knows what kind of shape Nintendo would be in. And they put all that money into the theme park. And it really looks like they're trying to branch out into different things so they can, I think, be financially more stable as a company. Because they haven't always had a lot of success. Like you said, with the GameCube, the Nintendo 64, like those didn't do very well. The Wii U was a big failure for them. And they have had financial troubles in the past where Microsoft, Sony, such a huge broad net of products, they're far more financially secure and stable. And Nintendo's probably looking for the same kind of thing. Yeah, I I just, I, I think financially stable is a good way to put it. I think it's just more that if, if I, I mean, the Switch, I don't think is going to be an issue, but if their next console comes out and that seems to, you know, dip and, and bum out, then having that extra revenue on your backhand, whether it's your theme parks, your Lego collection, you know, you have your, uh, or, or your stinking movies and TV shows that are coming out. I mean, they did it once before. Stinking movies and TV. Stinking shows. movies and TV. Stinking I like them in my video games. Not on my Netflix. They stink. Just kidding. Give me, give me Mario on Netflix. That'd be sweet. But yeah, I, I do think that's, I don't know, uh, Bones, is there a particular Nintendo character you'd like to see in a movie? Movie? Uh, that, them all. Have them all in just a uh, mega Super bonanza of Nintendo. <laughs> a Super Smash Brothers movie is what that's called. <laughs> but it's like, you know how Lego uh, makes parodies of movies and characters? Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. So like a Lego, like, so like if they took like the Nintendo Lego set, but then like added like everyone else, like you had Link and all that crap. I will say that if they do a, a Lego link and they were to do a movie like that, I want the link, like original link, like Nest link in it. I don't want new link. I want like the whole 8-bit uh, bit link with like a high... That fits a lot better with the Lego character than with the like new really link. Have it, voice. Have Just it, uh, child, voice. Infinity War. Oh. Pardon? Like Infinity War. Infinity. So like Mario could be Iron Man. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then Bowser's Thanos. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he gets all different colored toads and just bows those. Yeah, and uh, man, I think uh, a Zelda style Game of Thrones would be interesting. That'd be dope. <laughs> um, have Gandorf. Everybody believe Gandorf is their friend, and then he stabs them in the back like super hard. Actually, but, I think uh, I think a, I, I would not lie, but I think a TV show, even how like how Ganondorf came to be, and like how like uh, what are they called? How he went to evil. Well, what is it? It's the uh, what 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 is this race called? Jesus, the uh, uh this the sand sand people uh the the grotto or whatever yeah right? grottos yeah the grottos I think yeah I think you're right. Jeez, that's really bad for us to be nerds something like that. Not no I mean shit. you're the Nintendo guy for fuck's sake. Yeah, there's I think Azoras and Gorons, but the Guridos. Basically, they're they're Guidos. But anyways, just imagine. Wow. If, yeah, I can say it though, so it's okay. <laughs> um but like their the race is mostly female and that there's a male born every like what is it like thousand uh, years is it a thousand years i was gonna say that i, was, I almost want to say seven years but yeah like a male born every oh my, it years. makes seven years makes more sense but i think uh i think having that being like an interesting story like just how he came to be i think that would be kind of cool like how like males are born in that civilization every so often or very rarely because it's mostly females right 
That'd be kind yeah, of a cool story on its own. Uh, for me, I'd like them to make an actual like live action, like almost the way they did uh, Detective Pikachu, but it have it be the very first Pokemon movie with Mewtwo. Like Pokemon, 2000? I think that'd be dope. Uh, like I'm, I'm talking like the very first Pokemon movie. Pokemon uh, oh, okay, because that's what they named the Lugia one, Pokemon 2000. The very first Pokemon oh, movie was called Pokemon what, the movie. Movie, yeah, right. I'm thinking yeah. Pokemon 2000. Yeah, I yeah, that was one with Lugia. Another good movie. Um, but the first one's easily the best one. It's also um, weird that they, they, they made a movie specifically for Lugia, but not Oho. Uh, because, uh, it's more connected to Ash in the anime. I thought Oho uh, was more connected with Ash in the anime. He, that's why I said Ho-Ho. Yeah, is. yeah, because he's that's the first why Pokemon he sees in the movie. series. I don't even know if Nintendo made any cut on the Pokemon movie, like Detective Pikachu, because I, I don't think so, because it's a it's a, It's a Game Freak. But it's also and, a Nintendo property. That's why I'm saying that. Um, is it Nintendo that, property? Well, it's only on Nintendo. Nintendo publishes it, but Game Freak owns the rights. Well, you're right. But that's what I'm saying, though. It's like, like it's, for my it's like, choice for, second, for them like a, to make a movie. It's a second party publisher is what Game Freak is, right? Because they're not. I don't think they're owned by Nintendo, but they publish for Nintendo. So that's why I'm saying, though. Um, it's for my choice for a Nintendo movie. That's what I'm yeah. thinking. I think a Samus one would be really good too. That's what I'd like to see. Yeah, that'd be a really good one. An F Zero movie would be interesting. It'd be like Fast and the Furious, but like it, Captain Falcon. Uh, it would be it would no? be Speed Racer the movie. No. They already did it. Yeah, I would love it. I don't know. I want to. I want to. I've F-Zero seen those. Game. I've seen that movie done so many times and so poorly. Yeah, I, I I don't know what else Nintendo has. I'd like to see. I mean, they got a lot of. They got a lot of first party crap to go through and they have a lot of oh, things they um, can experiment with. Uh what's it called? Um the the medieval one with uh like uh uh um Marth and um Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem, there you go. Yeah. Fire Emblem would be a great one. That'd be a that'd be an interesting game for sure. Yeah, there you go. I don't know how you turn turn based game into a movie. I'm just kidding. I'm just I'm just kidding. It's like it's like literally like a five minute like fight scene where it's just like it's just them going from like fight to fight. That'd be interesting. Um, no, well, the whole well, they world's interesting. Ninety percent of the time, it's a war drama. They did do. They did. They did do it with Final Fantasy. This is true. But uh, okay, so I mean, with the, with the conversation we have regarding like revenue, um, I've pulled up some of uh, Nintendo's records this year because they had a, an earnings call. So the company reported revenue of sixteen point five nine billion dollars, which is up thirty four point four percent year over year. And it's been its highest since the fiscal year of the eighth month of the ninth year, which I don't know. September. Um, September. That's good for them. Yeah. Uh, their operating profit was $6.04 billion, up 81.8% year over year, which is pretty good. And that's the highest operating profit the company has ever recorded. Operating profit ratio was uh, plus 9.5 points. Uh, the Nintendo Switch has sold in 84 sorry nintendo switch has sold 84.59 million units as of march 31st 2021 total software sell, sale for the console has reached 587.12 million software units uh, nintendo sold approximately 28.83 million units of hardware and 23.9 million units of software in the past fiscal year so i i think it's safe to say that i i think nintendo there's a good chance that Switch might become the best-selling console of all time. 
It could be with numbers like that. And it keeps going strong. It's not stopping. And it doesn't stop. Well, I think, has it beat? Has Did the Wii beat the two, uh, PlayStation 2? Well, then I think it will. Yeah. Because no, I was about Wii... to say, because the Wii, I thought the Wii did beat it. And the Wii was like an astronomically popular one. It was very popular. I only beat the PlayStation 2. The DS, I think, is the only thing I can think of right now that did beat the PlayStation 2. So, but the DS had a long, like, long life. And that's why it's a good chance that the Switch might become the best selling console is because they're going to probably do with the Switch what they did with the DS, where it's like DSi, DS Lite. 3ds all these variations are going to come down right so reportedly we might even see the switch pro at e3 or however you want to call it uh the newer version of the switch with its oled screen and stuff like that that might come out later this year so along Watch with them Breath call of it 2, the switch 2 i don't think they'll call it switch 2 i think i don't know i think it'd be hilarious they'll probably call it the new nintendo switch that that makes sense and the, you the know NNS. the only thing they're going to add to it, Andrew? They'll have colored Two. buttons. Colored button. <laughs> just like the yeah, just like the know. new 3DS. That's all they did practically. They call it the Super Switch. Yeah, Th- there you love, go. I would love if they call it the Super Nintendo Switch. That would be a great name. I would. I would. Mm-hmm, yeah, I would. I would dig that. Uh, Nintendo's Entertainment Center Switch, or sorry, Nintendo Nintendo Entertainment Switch, <laughs> the the new NES. That'd be great too, but uh, all right. So we're we're done with news. News is out of the way. If you're watching the video, my arms are flaring the news away. Um, Swimming through it. Yeah. So uh, I guess yeah. Any games we've been playing? I guess is how we're gonna end this. So games we've been playing. Anything? Anyone been doing anything fun? All I've been playing is Halo with you on Tuesdays. Nice. And that's been fun. Um, I've been enjoying it. I've been doing a Dark Souls three playthrough with uh, some some of my online buddies. Uh, then, like I said, they've been they blackmailed me essentially into playing um, Final Fantasy fourteen. So that's what I'm doing right now for most uh, of my time. The next Destiny season starts on Tuesday, so next week my answer is going to be Destiny. No, that's right, yeah, because we're we're doing this next week too. Yeah. Um. Get writing. Andrew. So everyone, everyone, email me at one podcast for nerds at gmail dot com. One podcast for four nerds. Um, and let me know if you guys want to see Austin stream either Final Fantasy or Destiny. Fourteen. We'll get him on there, and he can stream that that stuff. So email me if you don't email me, it ain't gonna happen. And if you don't email me, then we all know that no one cares about Austin. Oh, Austin cares that. about Austin. <laughs> Uh, that I've sounded playing... really douchey. I used my <laughs> own name in the third person. It suits you. I care about but... you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know uh, that's true. I know Bones is, hasn't said he's been playing anything, but he did play Apex with me today, so I know he's playing that. I started playing Loop Hero today. Incredibly addictive. I actually haven't touched Pokemon Snap for a couple days. It's still a really fun game. I want to. I actually want to play it. I know. I I want to continue playing it. I just don't have time, and Loop Hero is really easy to do. You know how you and Nolan are playing that? If once you yeah. get a capture card, you and I should stream it, because I know like practically everything about the Pokemon world, and we could just sit there, and we could, we could have a good time. Yeah, so I've been playing Loop Hero. Um, game is a lot of fun. Super easy to play with the background, so like as I do homework, I just have loop the loop game. going, and then I can just check in back and forth, but it's actually even hard to like 
get off that screen and go back because I'm just always looking at like, what have I gotten? What can I do with all this stuff? I, I, it's it shouldn't be as addictive as it is. That's that much I have to say. Um, but yeah, as well on Tuesdays, yeah, I play Halo with Nolan. You can catch the stream of that at 8 p.m. every Tuesday, much like you can catch this podcast every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on all your major platforming holders. Um, I think that's Holders. all we have. I think that's all that we have today. Um, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at One Podcast for Nerds. Again, number one, number four. You can find us at twitch.tv slash One Podcast for Nerds. That's where you can watch the stream. Uh, you can watch the, if you can't watch the stream at the time, you can find the videos up on YouTube along with this podcast. You can watch the audio version of this. There's no video with it. I just put it up there for people to see. So if you're listening to here, don't sweat that stuff. And I think, I think that's all I have to say. Um, anything else anyone wants to wants to say? We're all good. I think I'm. I'm yeah, good. I guess so. I guess we're all good, Andrew. We're all we good. We good. I think. All right. Wait. Well, we're not. We're not good. We're not good. We're not good. We're not good, guys. Um. All right. Well, it was great talking to all of you and and catching up. I'm gonna play the outro music and.